0: what's up fam you're listening to the music buzz podcast the podcast where we talk music pop culture and current events while we get buzzed i'm lauren brumley
1: i'm justine avila don't worry guys i didn't go away thank god
0: she's back i told you she was coming back you guys i was
1: not lying (laughs) how was (laughs) your time away um you know it was really eventful uh went to california just did some summer traveling as you should how was california how was the weather um it was really hot so global warming you know global warming is a real thing it's that dry heat though which is like very different from that like moist heat oh (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome
0: uh it is though it really is such a different thing altogether
1: yeah it's like walking outside and you kind of feel like your lungs are on fire so you're like oh this isn't nice i'm gonna like go back in
0: and like your skin is frying Mm -hmm. off Mm -hmm. yeah
1: um and i didn't think i would ever say like give me a swampy tennessee summer but yeah give me a swampy tennessee summer over that dry heat well and now i understand like when there's one fire in california like the entire state lights up because you're like oh like the entire state is like a tinderbox. It's so dry. It's right. literally so dry.
0: Well, I'm glad you're back.
1: I'm happy to be back in the swamp.
0: It is swampy. Um, So today's buzz, we're drinking some cherry bourbon. That is from Michigan, from Traverse City, Michigan. And it is so delicious. We've honestly, this is like, honestly, I feel like it's kind of redneck, but it's kind of on theme with our episode for today. But We mixed it with some Coke Zero for like a Cherry Coke situation. And let me tell you, it is a delight.
1: So this also brings me back to my younger years in like middle school when we had a vending machine. And when Cherry Coke came out, it was like all the rage. And it was always a race after school to go to the vending machine and get one before everyone else got it. And it was sold out. (laughs) It was the same with the vanilla Coke. Oh, I was going
0: to say, do you remember vanilla Coke? Mm -hmm.
1: And, but cherry Coke was like, I think that came out before the vanilla did. So everyone would literally sprint with their quarters to try to get the cherry Coke.
0: That's so funny. I I never was really into cherry Coke weirdly, but I also feel like, I feel like cherry Coke is more of a staple. And then vanilla Coke was like a temporary cool thing that disappeared. Like, I don't think you can find that anymore.
1: No, but I would go for one.
0: Yeah, it sounds kind of good.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a dessert, really. Yeah. It's delicious. It really like, is. Probably not healthy to have more than one really ever in your lifetime, right. but I was housing them in like middle school.
0: That's why it's a little redneck, but you know what? YOLO. You only live once, so it's fine. Like we have enough factors in our lives like trying to kill us. Like, you know what? What's a Coke Zero?
1: Yeah, we have COVID right now, so I'm going to have a Cherry
0: Coke. 100%. <laughs> I could be doing crack. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it could be worse.
1: It could be way worse. <laughs> Um, so that kind of leads us into our topic for today.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of spilled the beans a little bit on the last episode I did, but my friend Savannah gave me a really good idea. She was like, I don't really listen to country music a lot. And I would love if you guys would talk about like music that someone could listen to, to get into the genre, kind of like a country starter pack. So that's what we're going to talk about today is like, what are some of the artists that you can listen to if you're not a country fan yet, but you're interested in dipping a toe in? We've got some ideas for you.
1: We're here for it. But before we jump into that, we've been kind of busy attempting to go to some shows and do some music things because we haven't done that in a year and a half. Right. So I unsuccessfully tried one. And I think Lauren, you successfully accomplished a show
0: I did but I want to hear about yours because you sort of went to Garth Brooks last weekend if I went to I mean tried to
1: go to so I like to tell people I also competed in the Olympics because <laughs> uh, that's how getting to and from the Garth Brooks show uh, that's what it felt like. So it was at Nissan Stadium it was 70,000 people. This- oh, it's
0: 70,000? I kept telling people 40,000.
1: No, ma'am. Holy- it was in the round. Oh. It was in the round. So 70,000 people. So they're
0: like filling up the whole arena.
1: Correct. The Theoretically. whole stadium. The whole stadium. <laughs> stadium sorry. So 70,000 people had purchased tickets. It was a sold out show. I got off work at six. So I am high tailing at home. Like, like my butt is on fire. Get home. Shower, let the dog out, you know, do all those things to prep. And then it's supposed to rain, but it was supposed to rain all day, mind you. So I didn't think twice about it. Well, then I kept
0: checking the weather. They kept pushing it back
1: and there was no rain on the radar. Exactly. No one was expecting it. So lo and behold, I get into a Lyft. It's, you know, there, we have a shortage of labor in the United States right now. And I think all over the world. So there's no Uber and Lyft drivers. So I get in my, $55 $55 Lyft estimated uh, ride to Nissan Stadium. And when I get in the car, I just see like a crack of lightning. And I was like, huh, well, that's weird. Um, So I texted someone at the show and I was like, hey, I'm like two minutes from my house. Should I turn this Lyft around? And they were like, no, 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 no. The storm will pass. It's supposed to be 15 minutes. And uh, just come on down. He's going to go on late and that's fine like people are here the whole thing. So, long story short, I'm in this lift ride and then it's just like the skies open and I I almost felt like it was like Noah's Ark like I need to be on a boat because this is it. Um and there's a lift drop-off area across from the stadium and I negotiated with my lift driver and I said, "Ma'am, you can't drop me here because" <laughs> I can't even see where the stadium this is. This is a death trap. Yeah. I was like and she was like, Okay, I'm not gonna do that. So we get up there, um, I get out of the car, it's downpouring rain. So they shut the stadium down when there's lightning. Right. So this was the issue. Everyone was in the terminals. So I get to the gates, the security it guard sounds
0: like an airport.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And so the- like
0: by terminals you mean like out by where like where the concessions and stuff are.
1: But on the outside of that. Because oh. they weren't letting anyone in or out. Oh. So in addition to being shut down, they shut the gates. Literally to the stadium. Oh, yeah. So, so leave
0: people out in the freaking parking lot.
1: In the pouring rain. Yeah. Yeah, that's lightening. correct. Um, so eventually, you know, make it in. I'm a sopping wet mess and run into... A country artist in the elevator just like literally dripping wet and I just said hey <laughs> and waltz on into my area um just to wait another 45 minutes for them to call the show and and by call the show you mean cancel the show right yes to cancel the show go back to the parking lot and wait about mm, Two hours, maybe, to get out of the parking lot because, oh, by the way, they were also setting up for the Music City Grand Prix we just had this weekend. Yep. um So there was no, like, designated, like, exits and there was no staff. So um, did that, then had to circumvent, like, the city and go around to get home uh, overall, probably three and a half hours later. And I think by that point, I just showered and went to bed and called it a night. That is
0: so insane. Also, thank God you knew someone at the show who drove there because <laughs> trying to get a Lyft or Uber from out of that, which to our um, friends in India, that is a rideshare app.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys have one too. It's called something else though in India. I forgot what the rideshare app is. We there. need to Google it so we yeah. can be in the know. Um, But... Yeah, it was it was really not good. I think I, w- I was very defeated at the end of that day.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you I think mean, you're going to see Garth Brooks and then you end up soaking wet in traffic for
1: three hours. Yeah, and then you make it home by 1130 and you're like, you know, there are worse things in life, but I literally, a yeah, I got pooped on today. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, I'm anxiously awaiting a reschedule. I don't know if that will happen this year, but... Me and, you know, 70,000 of my closest friends oh my will gosh. pour back in there for a Garth concert. Um, but you actually successfully attended a show.
0: Sort of, I would say. Sort of successfully. So there's a new amphitheater that just opened last week in Franklin, Tennessee, which is a little bit south of Nashville. And they built it in this quarry um, called Greystone Quarry. And so they had their first show this past Tuesday. It was a charity show with Thomas Rhett, Florida Georgia Line, Maren Morris, um, like a bunch of cool country artists. And it was kind of a hot mess express because they didn't really think through the traffic flow out to this venue. So it's out in the country.
1: This was the first show at the venue as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: What's so weird too is literally 7 years prior to the day of the first show my cousin's husband they used to live right out by the quarry and 7 years ago he took us out on a golf cart out there and he works for the construction company that actually built the quarry and was like yeah they're building a venue out here and i was like oh that's going to be
1: so cool <laughs> 7 years later 7 here years we are. later
0: um so it just traffic getting in and out these backcountry roads, it's just two lane roads and there's one way in and there is one way out. So everyone got jam packed in this traffic. It mm-hmm. also was in, I mean, like everyone's driving out there at six o'clock in the evening. So it's rush hour.
1: Right. In Franklin, I think is a far enough drive where you're not really going to Uber or Lyft no. because it's, it's a decent drive if you're driving from the downtown proper.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, everyone got stuck in traffic on the way there, which I kind of was like, this is expected. Um, so, we get into the show. The opener goes on, performs, leaves stage, and we're all sitting out there for like 30 minutes. We're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> like, what are we doing now? Come to find out, uh, Marin Morris and Thomas Rhett were also stuck in the traffic with <laughs> thousands of other people who are trying to make their way out to this venue. So long story short, like we had, they postponed the show an hour. Emergency services had to go rescue Thomas and Marin out of traffic to get them to the show. And so everything was fine and dandy until after the show, we left early. We left at like a few songs before the end of the show. And then there was supposed to be an encore. So I was like, we'll have plenty of time before everyone leaves. Right. Apparently everyone had the same idea as us. And so we left the concert at 10 30 got out to our car and we were sitting dead stop in the parking lot until twelve thirty, not moving one inch and the worst part of it all is that everyone's just sitting there in their cars first of all everyone's been drinking beer
1: for the past several hours everyone I, has to pee <laughs> I was just about to ask what was the bathroom situation because I am one to all I like have to pee every two minutes so Jay, I'm so glad you asked so
0: Right before we left the show, I was like, I'm
1: going to the bathroom because I know
0: we're getting stuck in traffic. I will pee in your car if we wait. Like, I have to (laughs) go. So, we're sitting out in the parking lot for two more hours. Everyone has to pee. There are no porta-potties in the parking lot. And the venue will not let anyone back inside. So, I'm like, I'm like, I worked at a venue. Like, I know how this goes. Like, I feel bad for these people. But also, this is inhumane. I'm marching up there. I'm marching up to the door. And I'm like, you will let me in. And that's that. I marched right on up and she said, no, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am.
1: She said, I don't care where you work.
0: Yeah. She said, no. So everyone is peeing in the bushes. Thankfully it's like a wooded area, but everyone's jumping in the bushes, probably getting ticks, poison ivy, who knows what else.
1: So male and female. Male and female. (laughs) Everyone's in the bushes. And it's also
0: all the cars are like facing all directions with their headlights. So someone's headlights are on you and people are staring (laughs) at you while you're peeing in the bushes.
1: So needless to say, there's an audience.
0: (laughs) There is an audience. And also like after an hour and a half of sitting there after marching up to the door and she says, no, you cannot come in here. I was like, I told my sister, I was like, girl, (laughs) you're going to have to blockade me. I have to pee in the bushes. Like, I'm so sorry. This is fire festival. First of all,
1: I didn't realize you peed in the bushes. Oh
0: girl. I did. I had to, (laughs) I had to, there was no way of knowing like an hour and a half in and we haven't moved an inch. There was no way of knowing how much longer we were out there. It could have been more hours. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is like maybe TMI and like, I might have to put this out.
1: It wasn't just pee, was it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. So (laughs) after I walked up to the lady at the front gate, I turned to my left and there's like a, the ticket booth. And so behind the ticket booth, there's some trees. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of like blockaded by the ticket booth. That might be a good place to go pee. Right. So as I'm walking over there, this guy comes out, followed by his girlfriend. And he goes, you don't want to go back there. She (laughs) just pooped back there. And I was like, I literally looked at the front gate lady. And I was like, ma'am, do you see (laughs) this? Do you hear this? This is inhumane. This is not right. This is not cool. What did the front lane
1: gate or the front gate lady say to you? Well, one of her like male coworkers was like,
0: "Oh, well, there's like a porta potty right over that way, about a tenth of a mile," and I'm like, "Okay, if that was true, I would see it, and I don't." But okay, so I like started walking over <laughs> to where he was saying, and like everyone kept pointing me in a different direction, like, "Oh no, it's over there." Oh no, it's over there. It was not anywhere.
1: Like- <laughs> yeah, this porta potty <laughs> didn't exist. They were just so, like trying to get you out of their face.
0: My nephew and his girlfriend got out of our car and walked up to the front of the line they come back with water bottles and like a bag of chips from some old ladies (laughs) (laughs) who like handed them out their car window to them who like of course they were prepared right but we weren't but my brother-in-law was like i will never come back to this venue but if i do i'm bringing an igloo cooler we will have (laughs) snacks we will have drinks we will have like those portable like potties like we will have
1: (laughs) we'll have everything you're actually bringing like a trailer home
0: yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, the move is that you have to just go out there and tailgate, I guess, you know, but and just prepare, that's prepare a- to stay after.
1: That's always my issue with tailgating because like we did it all the time in high school mm-hmm. was always having to pee like and people that's just the problem and I'm going to be super gross or whatever, but people just peed by their cars like oh, male yeah. or female. It was like if you're tailgating, like someone blocks you and you just pee by the car. Yeah. And that's it.
0: I mean, there was this one guy who was like directly in front of us that we like could very clearly see, just kept getting out of his car and peeing on his own tire. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was just so insane. I, I truly was like, this is fire festival. And I do, I feel bad because having worked, we've both worked at music venues. Like we understand, especially early days of a venue. Like there right. are a lot of things you right. have to work out and it's not the venue employees fault. So I did feel bad, but I also was just like, y'all, this is not okay. Like Help. So it was just a mess. So we ended up, you know, sitting there for two hours. By the time I got home, it was like 1.30 a.m. Like, it was so crazy. But the show was good, what I saw of it anyways. And the venue really is cool. They're calling it the Red Rocks of the South because it's just like these huge rock walls. The acoustics yeah. are good. You feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's a cool vibe for sure. But hot mess. They
1: definitely have to figure that out because that, that's not going to fly for future shows
0: no and we are going to see tlc there soon and i just hope that they figured it out by then
1: i hope so too because i'm not above leaving early but also like i'm there to see no scrubs
0: oh like we will stay until 2 a.m if we have to to see no scrubs (laughs) i'll pee in the bushes again
1: right we'll come prepared with a cooler (laughs) this time though yeah
0: yeah totally or one of those like potties for ladies that was on shark tank you know what i'm talking about
1: oh yeah they sell them in walgreens i've seen them (laughs) No, I've, I've seen him because someone pointed it out to me and was like, this looks like a product for you because <laughs> you like, always okay, have to be,
0: I mean, like, mood, yeah, Yeah. I'm not above it, not above it. Oh, also on the way into the venue, um, there's a gas station kind of on the corner about like a mile out from the venue. And we were already dead stopped at that point. There was a guy who got out of his car, ran into the gas station to pee. And then by the time he came out, the car was still like barely around the corner. So he just like hopped back in. It was so funny.
1: But yeah. Unbelievable.
0: You know, interesting times. That being said, I'm at least thankful live music has been back for a minute. Dicey situation regarding back. the future yeah. of it right now with Delta surging the way it is, but fingers crossed. It is hopeful that some venues are starting to, you know, with the whole like requiring that proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test, that's like giving some hope to. Potentially keeping those shows like running and them not being like COVID breeding grounds, so I'm hopeful for that kind of stuff. But we'll we'll see. see. All right, so we're gonna get into our country starter pack. Oh
1: wow! I (laughs) I love that that song. I love that. You should release it.
0: Honestly, I might. Coming to country radio this fall. It would be better than some of the stuff that's on country radio right now. Ooh, Oops. I, oh, shots fired. <laughs>
1: that ain't no lie. No lie.
0: Okay. So I'm just going to kick it off with my first one. And we're just going to go like back and forth talking about it. who we would suggest to listen to if you're wanting to get into the genre. So my first suggestion would be Brothers Osborne. Oh. So Brothers Osborne has been... They've been around for a minute actually, but I feel like they've more so blown up more recently in the last like year or
1: two, I would say. That's fair. Like in the commercial space. Yeah. But they've obviously been doing it for a while.
0: Right. And they had I think their biggest song, uh, Stay a Little Longer. Came out, I mean it's been twenty fifteen. Yeah. Like, I think that's twenty fifteen, yeah. That sounds about right. So they're obviously brothers but I think why they would be a good starting point for someone who is trying to get into the genre is that they kind of have a little bit of a rock flair they're truly really good instrumentalists so they're great guitarists vocalists they do all the things and their songs are approachable and even though they sound really country like if a non-country artist was singing them And it was produced in a different way. Like, they could still be really great pop songs or rock songs. Right. So I think that they're just good. Their songs are not gimmicky, but, like, they say things that are just catchy phrases that I think people would just, like, latch on to.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're cool. Like they're they're cool. They're cool. I remember seeing them for the first time open for the Tedeschi Trucks band. And I was like, okay, this is a country-leaning band, but obviously it's, like, a little more rock and roll if they have an opening slot for Tadeshi trucks. Yeah. Um, cause Tadashi trucks does that residency at the Ryman usually for like right. four or five nights. But I remember seeing them and being like, Oh, they're awesome.
0: They put on such a fun live show. Like they are just like rockers. Like they just right. like are so electric and exciting. And that, that comes across in their recorded music too. But some of the songs that I think you should listen to maybe as like you're starting dipping your toe in. Are of course stay a little longer. There's like a three-minute guitar solo that slaps so hard. Weed, whiskey, and Willie, and hating somebody.
1: Ooh, nice. Those are some good ones to start with. Um, I'm gonna bring us full circle with the brothers Osborne later in the uh, podcast.
0: Okay, excited. Um. Also, um, TJ Osborne just recently came out as gay. He's one of the very few like openly gay men and country music which rocks we love it way to go tj okay jay who
1: you got okay so i approached it in a very similar fashion um that you did as well to yours and i approached it from my stance as really a non-country fan that is a recent country fan yeah um and so my first kind of pick was in the same vein as the instrumentalists um, with the brothers Osborne, but Keith Urban, uh, and yes. the reason I picked him was is because he's such a great guitarist. So even if you don't love country music, he is incredible to watch live. And kind of my first like intro to Keith, even though I knew the name was a crossroads he did with John Mayer uh, because that I'm was a, so good. It was amazing. But I'm a big John Mayer fan, and then I remember being like, oh yeah, I've heard of Keith Urban. But then watching him play guitar, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't necessarily love all of the songs, but it's incredible. And I can get into some of the songs, especially if he plays the guitar the way he does. And I think he's like very versatile with all of his songs, especially if it's slow. He can almost do like a country bluesy kind of thing the same way that John can in like the pop space and then like go over here and do like this banjo picking kind of fast paced um song so i think he's a great one to start out with especially if you don't listen to country music um and the two songs i kind of picked were in the two kind of ranges that keith can do which is i picked one is sweet thing Uh, because it has a killer solo in there and it's just a fast up tempo song but catchy as hell yeah if you see him perform it it's just incredible and like He's on that guitar like up and down the neck of it. And you're like, how's this guy doing that? How? Um, While singing like that too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I did like a very slow song, which is Blue Ain't Your Color. Uh, because it's yes. I think it's a gorgeous song. And like, again, a little more, I don't know, bluesy is the right not genre, really. but literally bluesy. Um, and I think it just showcases his talent on that. And I think if you're not a country fan, you can get into both of those songs. Um, And be like, okay, actually, this is pretty good. And that's what I did with them.
0: And I think it's like also an approachable place to start too, because he is a bigger public figure. He's someone that people who don't listen to country might at least be familiar with who he is. Mm -hmm. So it's like an easier place to start when you at least have some context of who this person is.
1: Exactly. And he moved to Nashville. I think his dad was a drummer in Australia. So Mm -hmm. he moved kind of not growing up in the cookie cutter country space. Yeah. And approached it a little differently than I think some of the other artists in the genre have, which I really respect.
0: Yeah. Something I really like about him, too, is he's very in the know of like in the know and supportive of upcoming artists. And Mm -hmm. he really does a good job of featuring like he featured Cassie Ashton on a song and Breland. Like he's really good at pulling kind of the people who are on the up and up and like kind of pulling them like rising all ships basically with him, which I love.
1: Right. And I think too, I I know we're not getting into the live show, but like his showmanship is incredible. So again, even as a if you're not a country fan, seeing him perform is still an entertaining show.
0: Oh yeah. I think I talked about it like a long time ago on the pod, but I went to see him with my sister and we were in the nosebleeds at Bridgestone, the arena. Nosebleeds, like in the back. And I felt so engaged in the show because he was like including the people at the very, very mm-hmm. top. And like not just performing to the front row, but performing to every person in the arena. He just does such a good job at that. And it was just such a fun show. He's yeah. amazing.
1: He He's incredible. So kudos to him on like the entertainer side of things. Hell yeah. So yeah, he was my number one pick kind of going into this podcast That's topic. a good one.
0: That's a good one okay so my next one is a little bit another sort of up-and-comer i guess carly pierce
1: whoa she just dropped like a bombshell of a record yeah she did
0: so carly pierce released her first single like a few years ago called every little thing and i remember hearing it for the first time and being so blown away it's such a good song her voice is so amazing and she's just one of those like i kind of Feel like she's like in Adele of the country space a little bit because she has this yeah. like powerful deep rich voice and like these gorgeous songs she also writes songs like she's not just a performer she also is a songwriter but I feel like her voice doesn't sound that country so it's not so off putting to someone who doesn't necessarily who who might be put off by like the twangy kind of country right 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 it's a little more approachable Um, of course you should listen listen to her song every little thing but also she has some really really catchy bops on her self-titled album that came out in 2020 for example heart's going out of its mind and i hope you're happy now which she did with lee bryce which was really big on country radio such a good song and her song next girl which is about ooh (laughs) fill that tea (laughs) (laughs) well she was dating another country artist Michael Ray, right? I always forget if it's Michael Ray, or sorry, married. She was married. Is it Michael Ray or Brandon Ray? I mix them up all the time. It's Michael
1: Ray. Okay. It's Michael. Yeah.
0: So Um, they were married and I think he like did her dirty. According
1: to the songs. (laughs) According to the record, (laughs) he did her real dirty.
0: And she wrote this song called Next Girl. And it's basically just like, he knows how to say the right things, how to get you out of that dress, but like, you're just the next girl. And, like,
1: ooh, it is good. I don't know how true this is, but it's rumored that, like, the songwriters, like, she kind of spilled the tea of what she was going through. And all of the songwriters were like, okay, let's write that record. Because, like, let's not go over here and write, like, the generic country stuff. Like, let's write the juicy stuff that's also authentic to like you and your story
0: yeah and that's like another thing i like about her is like it. her work is so personal to a like not to a fault but to a point where it's got to be uncomfortable to be that vulnerable and she just does it like she's she's not afraid to be open which i is very adele like adele yeah. songs like you know exactly what she's gone through because oh, they're yeah. so autobiographical and that's how i feel like carly's work is too and another song i really like of hers is on her most recent record called 29 which is specifically the album she wrote about kind of the breakup or the divorce and she has a song called day one and it's like someday i'll be like moved on someday i'll have all these things but like i can't get there unless i get through day One. Oh wow it's so good so definitely recommend that one she also is just like a cool chick like i feel like yeah. i want to be friends with her she's someone who's likable like you're going to want to follow her on instagram so
1: all, all of those things all those things All right. So, Lauren, I'm going to hit you back with another female artist. Um, And again, I was following my own, I guess, approach to country music um, with it. And it falls in the Brothers Osborne kind of genre because they came up together. And that's Maren Morris.
0: Uh, Our queen.
1: She is so great. Um, But again, I thought Maren's first record was a little more like rock country leaning Mm -hmm. than like pop or any or twangy country yeah which is why i really liked it like i honestly loved most of the songs on the first record um and she really started gaining notoriety i think in 2016 um we've talked about it on a previous podcast but she had my church like up on soundcloud and it was like blowing up and then before you know it it was removed and then before you know it, it was removed and she was signed to Sony and she had this record come out. My church was huge. But as much as I love that song, um, my kind of two picks for Marin um, are, again, showcasing kind of her range and her growth as an artist. One is 80s Mercedes because I think it is just a bop. It embodies the vibe that she's totally going for in that song, like driving an old cool car, just like a summer vibe. And then on the flip side of that, she's gone a little more pop, which is why I think if you don't necessarily listen to country music, you may enjoy this. And I picked The Bones. Uh, Classic. Classic because it it was a massive song for her but again tends to lean more pop and her second record was a pop leaning record
0: and r&b kind of too
1: yeah exactly and she did the remix if i have this correct of the bones um with hosier that's him yep uh so it's just a great kind of intro into it and again i think kind of the Marons and the Brothers Osbournes, and we'll get into this later, but another artist I picked as well, kind of all came up in this class together. Yeah. So they're like good intros into country because they have some kind of outside influence.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's just a good place to start because it's like, it's just proof that I think when people think about country, you think about the twangy, you think about songs about cutoff jeans and cowboys and whatever, but it's not all just that. There's a Correct. lot of other different sides to it too. So, who I have next is Brett Eldridge.
1: Ooh. Who, that's kind of a curveball.
0: Why? I I guess sort of. But I feel like Brett Eldridge is like kind of one of the classic like sort of country bros, but he's like the least bro-y of them all,
1: you know? He's the least bro-y bro.
0: He's the least bro-y bro, and I just feel like his songs are really good and kind of he has a really interesting voice too because while I think he sounds country he does not sound twangy and doesn't have like this really strong accent that you're like whoa this is definitely country music it's like a little more gentle and he also like his last record was almost like they call him the country crooner because he kind of has that like frank sinatra e vibe in a way i was about to say
1: his christmas album reminds me of like a michael buble and like a a frank sinatra like combination gone country a little yeah (laughs) exactly but other than that i'm like that voice is like classic butter.
0: butter butter yeah i just think he is like he seems to be a really nice guy i like a lot that he talks about like mental health and stuff and even though like the person doesn't necessarily matter in this instance. Like sometimes you like want to like these people. You you don't want to be like supporting someone who is just like, I don't know. I feel like when you think about country, you think about a lot of stereotypical things and he's not really that as far as I could tell anyway. Yeah. So I think one of his classic songs that you should listen to is drunk on your love. Ooh. I don't know if I've listened to that
1: girl. Good.
0: It's a classic. Some might say <laughs> That one and Don't Ya, which were, like, two of his biggest ones.
1: He also has a really cute dog.
0: Oh, he loves dogs. He talks about mental health. Like, he just seems cool. He's also so tall and so hunky. And, like, what's not to like there?
1: Um, You know what I mean? Well, yeah.
0: And then his most recent record, I feel like, is really, really good, too. And it's honestly a little more sort of poppy.
1: Yeah, but it also, in a weird way, gave me, like, Americana vibes. Yeah, kinda. I know Americana and pop don't go in the same sentence, but that that was, like, the vibe I got from it.
0: Yeah. Um. Another song from the most recent record called Gabrielle is one of my favorite ones. But, yeah, he's just really great, and I love him. And I think that people who don't necessarily love country would love him, too.
1: So, on my next pick, I went, like, deep country. Um, but not so I don't know how to preface this, but I'm going to try. Like I don't like the cheesy cowboy twanginess if it's not real, if it's not authentic. Correct. But if it's authentic, then yeah, all about it. So that's why my next pick is Cody Johnson. Okay. Cuz he is actually a cowboy and I think he is incredible. I think he has one of the smoothest voices I've ever heard. And like the rodeo belt is not a fake rodeo belt. Like he used to bull ride. Um, <laughs> for sure.
0: Like a real life cowboy.
1: Exactly. Um, and he's, I think, had has had six albums come out, but has just now kind of hit his stride in like the commercial space. Um, but he has... This beautiful ode called "Dear Rodeo," and it is literally like listening to a cowboy sing about the rodeo, and I'm all about it because that's who he is. And then I saw him perform live, and I like I thought I was at like one of those rodeo festivals or whatever you call it in Texas, where the fairs, yeah, those things like the, the rodeos, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just, I mean, he brought all of this energy that I was like, wow, this guy's incredible. Um, and then he writes all of these beautiful love songs, uh, like about his wife that I'm just obsessed with. And one of them is called on my way to you. Um, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful ode to his wife. But again, if you don't like country, but you want something authentic in the cowboy space, Cody Johnson's your guy. I feel like I'm about to get a (laughs) Cody Johnson tattoo and lead the fan club. I
0: mean, I think so. I really am not that familiar with him. I haven't really listened to a lot of his music, so I need to go listen now.
1: Please do. Again, it doesn't fall in, like, any of the rock and, like, instrumentalist kind of spaces that we've talked about. He does play guitar, but it's literally like a real-life cowboy is singing, not like this fake bro cowboy stuff that has been on commercial country radio.
0: Yeah, I think he would probably appreciate that you used the phrase authentic cowboy space to describe him. (laughs)
1: that's what he is and he also has a documentary coming out that i'm trying to watch um just about his life and like growing up in the rodeo and like reba's in it because she was also a rodeo girl and i was like "Ah, queen (laughs) but she's just validating what i thought like he's authentic
0: yeah if reba signs off so do i
1: yeah same
0: (laughs) okay so my next one is gonna be cam so if you does that even count as country? Yeah, girl. What do you mean? She's kind of pop. Her handle is country Cam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Country-ish Cam. Okay,
0: if you think she's pop, then Maren Morris doesn't count.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. She's more country that's than Maren. That's fair. That's fair.
0: But Cam, you've probably seen on like different award shows, she's got like the most noteworthy, short, curly, blonde hair. She's adorable and gorgeous. She always wears yellow. We love her. But... She is someone who writes a lot with like pop writers on these country songs. For example, she has a song called palace that she co wrote with Sam Smith. And so she has this like gorgeous, powerful voice, but like also really interesting songs and like touching songs. Her last album, the other side, like every single song is so good and so catchy and like belongs in a movie
1: and she also did a song on the diplo project right she
0: did which is honestly one of my favorite ones too i forget what it's called his thing was called snake oil right His like
1: country project
0: but i just love her voice so much her song is called so long that's a good one but yeah she's just somebody who i think has so many good catchy songs that are so underrated like she does not get nearly the amount of country radio airplay that she deserves probably because she's a woman but she just has really good catchy songs like her song diane yeah such a bop
1: and i had never seen her perform live until i saw her open for sam smith because we went to the show together and it was great i mean she was a really good performer and i was like wow i mean she she was in bridgestone arena so it wasn't a small space and they sang palace together which is the Mm -hmm. one that they co-wrote together and it was so beautiful such a
0: stunning song. But she's just really multi-talented, and even though she could sing any genre that she wants, she like really writes such good country songs that I think are gorgeous. So some of the ones that I would recommend are Redwood Tree, Till There's Nothing Left, and from her first album, May Day, and of course Burning House, which is like one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I felt like Burning House was everywhere when it oh, came yeah. out. It was like, okay, this is like Cam's rise.
0: And for your first like breakout song to be a slow song is almost unheard of. Like it has to be mm-hmm. a good fricking song to be your first single as a slow song.
1: And it was fire. So She good. did not disappoint.
0: Her voice is amazing. Catchy song. Gorgeous. Haunting. Stunning. Perfect. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah. When you go to get your Cody Johnson tattoo, I will get a Cam tattoo. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> we'll schedule this tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, so I am gonna follow up my pick with another one I alluded to um, previously, but kind of came up with the Marin and the Brothers of the World, and that is Ashley McBride.
0: Oh uh, yes,
1: and again, I think she falls a little bit into that rock space. Like full disclosure, she has the same management as the Brothers Osborne. So I think, and Eric Church though, so that's like some credibility there, yeah. but in terms of the country space, but I think she's so out of the box from your typical female country artist that even if you listen to another genre of music, you can relate and understand where she's coming from and probably also enjoy it. Um, yeah. cause she is not on stage every night in a dress, like all dolled up. I mean, she kind of is unapologetically is who she is. She's in a t-shirt and has all of these tattoos and is usually just wearing jeans, rocking out and like yeah. making crude jokes. And you're like, she's amazing. You're like, um, hell
0: yeah. I want to be friends with her. Like I want to be in her right. group
1: text. Exactly. Like she definitely looks like she just rolled out of a biker bar and you're like, H- that's hardcore. <laughs> I'm like, lo- I just
0: feel like she's like smoking like chain sigs at the back of the right venue. exactly yeah,
1: yeah. um and she's not apologizing for it no not at all um but she did she had it, similar to cam a very like kind of slow ballad song called girl going nowhere which was her breakout song which i highly recommend it's i, I don't know how to really describe it other than it's like emotional and like it's she has this line called not bad for a girl going nowhere. Yeah. Cause that's like, she talks about a teacher telling her that and you're like, wow, you're incredible. And also I like her story in that she's like now just hitting her stride in her career, but she's not 17 just hitting her stride. She's yeah. like for an artist on the older end of things, um, which I think is also like bucking the norm. And I think that that's incredible. Um, so listen to a girl going nowhere. And then I, picked a funny song off of her last record. She has two big studio records out with Warner. Um, and this song is called shut up Sheila. Yeah. Um, which I just loved. And I know I talked about it on another podcast, um, episode that we did, but it's just talking about like this person at a funeral where you're just like, shut up and get out of my face. (laughs) And, um, it's funny, but it's done in a like very clever way. So it's not like overtly cheesy. Um, which I I again just love, and her band is rocking. So so good. Go listen to Ashley McBride.
0: I feel like she has really good. She does really good at the like punny kind of songs that aren't mm-hmm. cheesy. Like one of my favorites is One Night Standards. Yeah, so oh, yeah. good. So I
1: mean, good. and that was the lead single off of her last record. So yeah, she um again she's incredible.
0: We stand. All right, so my last one is gonna be old dominion
1: oh wow the country boy band <laughs> yeah the country in sync
0: there's literally five male members but they're all like also
1: older mm-hmm. which yeah. i kind of love and they're all writers in their own right yeah is that correct yeah like, I, that's I don't remember their whole story
0: but I, there's something to that like they all were kind of doing their own thing and came together to like form this band and i just feel like they write banger after banger and <laughs> they're just they like are shane well they write a lot with shane Mc- McAnally, and you know he's the hit maker in the country space so it's bound to happen but they're just kind of a fun band where they're like all of their songs are i don't know they're just unique like i really love written in the sand mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite ones one-man band which is ironic considering they're like a five-man
1: band <laughs> i i also feel like all of their music is like a fun time like you can yeah. put it on and it's all pretty
0: lighthearted for the most part yeah
1: exactly and it's like good summer tunes like hanging out outside those are also like the feelings i think those songs evoke
0: yeah i think so too i really love the lead singer's voice i think it's really great and they're just a fun group that i think that people who might not listen to country would enjoy And i don't know what else to say about it but (laughs) that's pretty much
1: the gist well so all right i'm gonna follow it up with you're either gonna love this guy or hate this guy and you if you don't listen to country you have probably heard of him but there's no way i couldn't pick him especially after my like experience (laughs) but that is garth brooks and i i don't know if my reasons for picking him are necessarily related to his music but the fact that he's the number one solo selling artist of all time, I think just speaks volumes. It so, does. like, in terms of traditional, kind of cheesy, kind of twangy, like, that's Garth Brooks. <laughs> and I, but I, I think that's also genuinely who he is. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it probably comes off as cheesy, but. We saw him at the Ryman and I've never seen people lose their minds like that before, really for anyone. No Um, I haven't either. I mean, and I didn't know all the words. And granted, okay, he sings and this was one of my songs, Friends in Low Places. I feel like that's like the classic like if
0: you've ever been to karaoke, you've already heard that song.
1: Or a wedding. (laughs) It's like the journey of journey songs of weddings too (laughs) in the country space. But you know, a massive song. And then on the other side of it, it's a song that I just like thought was beautiful and didn't know the story that he heard it at the bluebird. And it was like going to get thrown away and all this stuff, but the dance Uh, and it's a beautiful song that he, I just, again, love the story that he picked it up. And then that was kind of his out of the gate song that broke him, which was cool. Um, So yeah, I'm picking Garth Brooks and I don't know another country artist, that can sell 70,000 tickets. So
0: like whether he also did like seven nights in a row at Bridgestone like a couple years ago and, played, and could have done more
1: played Central Park in That's New York. Uh, nuts. I mean, again, whether you love or hate him, I think you just have to at least listen to the music to understand like, okay, this is like traditional, some traditional country stuff.
0: Yeah. And I went with you to the Ryman show where we saw him, which is a pretty intimate venue to see Garth Brooks considering he sells out 70,000 person stadiums but like you i mean i knew like the biggest hits but there were a lot of his songs that i didn't know and i still had the most fun time because every person at that show was so amped to be at that show and they knew every word to every single song that he played and they sang every single word at the top of their lungs screaming and throwing like waving their shirts in the air like i've never seen anything like it in my life
1: and it was a wide range of ages at that oh yeah show it was like moms and dads and then like their kids who also knew all the words and i was like wow that's also incredible
0: i will say one of my favorite um low-key songs from garth brooks is called wrapped up in you and the reason why i love it so much is because it was on a dr
1: pepper commercial and i So what you're saying is great advertising.
0: No, it it was good. And I was like, oh, yo, this, that song would get stuck in my head all the time before I even like really understood like who Garth Brooks was, (laughs) like really. And
1: it's a bop. Shout out
0: advertisers. (laughs) So those are our recommendations for a country music starter pack. We hope you'll check them out and enjoy them. We're going to create a playlist of our songs that we recommended from each artist so that you can have a starter pack playlist. We will share that on our Instagram. So make sure to go follow us at music buzz pod. Now we're going to hit you with our currents. Justine, what have you been reading and watching and listening to? All
1: right. So reading guys, I'm still on that Eric Larson book, devil in the white city. It is great. Um, and (laughs) I'm halfway through again. Great murder mystery. Keep you posted as I truck through it. And I'll probably be here in the same spot month. Um, so watching, I have been on the biggest Bravo kick. So after watching, obviously the Tom Girardi and Erica Jane documentary, there's been a new episode of the housewives every week of Beverly Hills. And so I've just been watching that as it comes out because I'm Ugh. like, I feel like she's, like indicting herself on the show and i'm just watching this happen yeah and i can't not watch it happen it's a train
0: wreck you can't look yeah away.
1: exactly um so that's what i've been watching also
0: when has there been a court case that there has been like reality show episodes of this person talking about it before they knew it was going to be a court case crazy
1: it doesn't happen it's literally crazy um and then listening to this past uh friday thomas rett released a song called rednecks be like and I thought it was gonna be terrible and it's kind of a bop but <laughs> do we like, add that to the
0: country starter pack playlist <laughs> I mean we might
1: have to but I it's just like a dumb song that gets caught in your head and you're like oh okay this is actually not a dumb song it's just kind of catchy yeah I liked it and I didn't think I was gonna like it did you listen to it
0: i did i liked it yeah. same thing i like rolled my eyes so hard at the title i'm like seriously we're not doing this and right. then i listened and i was like crap it's good
1: <laughs> exactly low hit me what have you been reading watching listening to all of the things
0: similar to you i've been reading the same two books <laughs> for forever now at I'm least you're s-
1: crushing too
0: i'm trying uh, actually technically i'm reading three. Oh, it's see? so sick you're, it's so sick you're crushing three well but i've been on pause with like two i've been still reading the body keeps the score the one about like holding trauma in our bodies and then i've also been reading this book which i talked about on the last solo episode i did but it's called the maidens and it's written by the same author of this book called the silent patient that i read last year and freaking loved okay and it's spooky. There was a murder. It's set at Cambridge University. There's a secret society. It's like a whole intricate a whole thing. thing. It's really interesting. I just like have not been in a reading mood. I don't yeah. know. But then while I've been at work, I've been listening to the audiobook book um, from Jerry Seinfeld called Is This Anything? And it's actually interesting because it's just jokes. So, but it goes through when he first started writing jokes through, like, the decades. Okay. Different jokes that never made any of his material from those time periods. So, it's just kind of, like, funny little ideas. So, it's an easy thing to kind of blow through, but it's pretty funny. And then, listening to, I have recently discovered the band, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right. Muna? Or Muna? M-U-N-A? I think is what they're called? Spanish fan i don't think
1: they're spanish i'm thinking of maluma
0: oh yeah not no. maluma <laughs> muna is like a it's like a group of girls it's like super pop okay group and they have this song called number one fan that i swear has drugs in it like it's the first song i've heard in a long time that i can put on repeat and listen to 27 times in a row
1: whoa it's i need so to good. listen to it yeah, i need to send it it's to a you. pop song yeah okay no I- you love it
0: I'm about about it. (laughs) And then I've also been listening to some other podcasts, including this one from Pushkin called Slight Change of Plans. And I just listened to an episode they did with Casey Musgraves talking about her new album.
1: What did she say or what did they say?
0: It was really interesting actually, because she was of course, again, talking about psychedelic drugs and how those have affected her thought processes. And she was talking about how, like as we go through life, and we have like similar ways of thinking we carve these pathways in our brains so we always are like thinking through these pathways right like physically in our brains and when you do psychedelic drugs like mushrooms for example it allows you to carve new pathways so that's why you're able to like access different like layers of like your personality and different creative layers because you're carving new pathways so you're able to think in different patterns and ways
1: is this a psa for (laughs) shrooms?
0: i'm not i'm not encouraging anything but she did a guided trip so she like did it under supervision with these people who had like studied it and created based on science a playlist a curated playlist to go on the journey with And so she was saying it includes, like, shamanic chants, but also Bach, but also India Ari, but it's all specifically, like, curated with a purpose, and so as you're going through this trip, it's kind of dictating how you feel and, like, what emotions you're accessing. And she was saying now, first of all, after that, she felt like she was able to be creative in a whole completely different way and think in a new way, which has inspired her new record. But she also is saying that this playlist now, she can go back and listen to the playlist and like access what she was feeling when she was going through that oh, trip weird. now.
1: It's like a muscle memory thing yeah, but like, with your mind.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was just interesting. But she explained the new record she realized after going through her divorce with Rustin and just a lot of different things in life, including the year 2020, she was like, I've just gone through a tragedy And she was like, oh my gosh, that's what my album needs to be. It's going to be like a Greek tragedy. So it's set in three parts. There's 15 songs and each, like five songs are in each of the parts. So it's like the rise to the problem, the conflict, and then the resolution. So that's like the path that the album is going to take. And she sang part of one of the songs,
1: Oh, wow. In it,
0: and I literally was almost like going to cry. It was oh my so gosh. Good. It I was can't... called camera roll. And she was like talking about how she was like trying to find something in her pictures. And of course, like went back to these photos from like that time, I'm assuming like with Rustin or whatever. And she was like, I can't delete them. Like, I can't just delete those memories. Like, they're going to be there, but she's like, it's hard to look at them. And so she wrote this song about it. It's, oh, my God. So oh, <laughs> I want to
1: listen to it. I think that she, like, alluded to that Greek tragedy narrative Yeah. in her, she was on the cover of Crack Magazine and had a feature interview. And she said the same thing, but she said, like, this past year, she felt like she's gone through the cycles of grief, yeah. too, like, of the denial and the acceptance and the anger and all of that stuff that probably comes with divorce and whatever covid and the entire year we've right. all had so thought that was interesting
0: yeah so loved that podcast episode very much looking forward to the record and then what i'm currently watching is honestly just like everything i can't stop <laughs> watching tv first of all i've been trying to keep up with the olympics poorly oh my gosh
1: well it's you, too much you also have to like set alarms for like four in the morning to like see certain things yeah, it's like but
0: even trying to keep up with the like prime time coverage is too much
1: so, I did read this article that said, like, the schedule because it's on so many um, channels of mm-hmm. NBC. It's been, like, horrendous because oh, I'm people, sure. they had a political analyst break down where you had to go to watch certain events. Like, that's how convoluted yeah. the scheduling was.
0: I mean, I am in no position to tell the Olympics what to do, but <laughs> I
1: feel like. But if you were. <laughs>
0: if I was, I feel like they need to, like, spread it out like instead of just jamming it all in two weeks obviously these covid times would be different because they were trying to just get it over with but like normal olympics spread it out over a month have like one event a day you know or like a couple events within one sport in a day so that people can actually watch everything because we don't even get to see even on primetime coverage there are so many sports they don't even show because they don't have time
1: right exactly and they were saying um i think this was one of the lowest Rated years in terms of viewership, and part of the scheduling, like, attributed to that.
0: Yeah, well, it's like I'm also trying to watch Big Brother, which is on three <laughs> times a week. I'm right. trying to watch Love Island, it, which is on six I mean, times a week. You're a
1: busy lady, like, come on,
0: busy. I'm also trying to watch all the new shows. Like, I finished
1: <laughs> season two of Outer Banks. Oh, oh my god, I, like, I watch all, it? so I'm on like episode three, like, dude, the acting.
0: I know the acting is sus, but the show is so good. Like
1: John B. I'm shot.
0: (laughs) No, there are just a lot of things in the show too, that you're just like, this is insanity. Like this would never physically happen. Like maybe spoiler alert, but it's like she gets shot. And then it's like the next episode, she's running around like normal. I'm like, you're what you're like in a foreign country and you had no medical attention and you were shot, but you're fine now.
1: Also, Sarah, I sound like your grandmother, but like put a real shirt on. You don't I need mean, to be running around in that I little thing. I am sorry t- to
0: say, though, but like if I had tanned, toned abs like that, I would never be wearing a full shirt.
1: <laughs> she is not literally for the duration of the season. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I think that's done on purpose.
0: Oh, for sure. She's a hottie. She knows it. It's fine. Sex sells, I guess. Um, but I also just started watching White Lotus on HBO Max.
1: Oh, I've not seen that. It's What like- do you think?
0: it's interesting it's just weird i can't really figure it out i'm like is this supposed to be a comedy is it supposed to be scary like i'm two episodes in and i don't know mm. it's just interesting i think i like it it's just stacked with so many good actors it's like connie Britton. it's oh, wow. um who's the jennifer coolidge mm-hmm. it's just all these really great actors to where i'm like i should be liking this and everyone else is saying good things about it i'm just like i don't know
1: well maybe in mm-hmm. due time
0: Yeah, yeah yeah i'm trying to catch up
1: we'll see so
0: all right fam hope you enjoyed this episode
1: hope you get started in some country music too
0: yeah we gave you just so many things to listen to to watch to read all the things so we hope that you stay entertained thanks for listening to us ramble <laughs> as yeah. always
1: and as always if you like us like please click that like button subscribe do all yeah do all the, yeah, do all the, the things choice. comment We're here for it.
0: Oh, I will say it will really be so beneficial to us if you would not only like rate us maybe a nice rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to, but if you would leave us a review, like just type out some words like, hell yeah, loved this. Or maybe like, this was weird, but I listened anyways, whatever you feel, that would be super helpful. Also, shout out to all of our friends listening from outside the US, especially India. We love you guys. Until next time,
1: stay buzzed. Bye. Bye.